my so, sources. My say. sources. My sources were wrong. Yeah. Crazy. Your source was probably my sources Pep. are fired. <laughs> Your sources are probably Pep Guardiola. Good start. <laughs> if people only knew the unseemly hour at which we record this, they would understand. If, if, <laughs> Brian, good start. He's right. <laughs> Listen, if there's one thing that you, if you haven't paid attention to our last couple podcasts, you're going to get a lot of crap. And the beginning of this <laughs> has already started in crap form. So I, at this point, I kind of only expect more crap coming. Nice. Yeah. Um, What's our names? This, again, pure crap. <laughs> I am David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Shesko. And Dave. I just, I think I need to start in the most provocative place possible. All right. Brian, if you will, play the role of HR once oh, again. That would be great. I'll close my eyes. Okay, perfect. I always love an HR department that closes its eyes. <sighs> Dave. Yes. I think we need to talk about the kiss. The kiss? The kiss. So, let me paint the picture. Liverpool is running rampant all over Aston Villa. Mm -hmm. They're scoring goals left and right. Divock Origi comes on. 37 seconds after his arrival into the match, he scores what I believe was the fourth goal for Liverpool. It was. He proceeds to run towards the fans as players tend to do at times. He went further than some will go by running to the first row of seats, uh, away supporters, Liverpool fans that traveled to see this match. And he gets hugged by, you know, a normal-looking dude in the first row. And this dude then proceeds to plant multiple kisses on the face of Divock Origi, who stands there and takes it. Has to be pulled away by Colo Torre before the rest, before he'll start celebrating with the rest of the team. Surely he has thought, if I ever make it to the cop, to the KOP, and I play, and I hear the music, what would only, and I hear everyone singing, we, you know, no one, we all stand together, no one stands alone. I've already screwed that up too. But it's the greatest anthem. It's the greatest anthem yes. in soccer. And surely he dreamed as all this was happening to jump in the stands, a Lambo leap, if you will, and be smothered with affection from weird, unknown English strangers. That is true. That is true. He probably has had that dream, especially during his time away with injury. Um, but this was Villa Park. This is about as far away <laughs> from the cop as you can possibly get. And he, and he runs to the away supporters who, hey, I thankfully they came out. They saw a wonderful match for, from a Liverpool perspective. But, but okay, so let's, 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 there were three participants in this scene. Let's, let's break it down by person, okay? okay? So the first person that we need to talk about is the fan. Now, I haven't done my research to know who the fan is. I'm sure he's been identified by now. But here's a man 
You've got Divock Origi. He's just scored a goal for your club, sure. your club of choice, yep. and he's now running toward you to celebrate. Mm. Now, put yourself in the man's shoes. What would you do? What would you do if Divock Origi's coming after you? This is a euphoric moment, sort of. I mean, we're up 4-0 now against up Aston Villa. 4-0. But, you know, no one's winning the title on this goal. But, hey, I'm here, front row. Origi's coming towards me. How do you celebrate? How many drinks... Have you had valid question? Valid question. Well, if you're at Villa, mm. and I try Villa, you might not get that many because Villa fans are are, oh my are making the lines really I long. Notice all your your reference last week to all the blue and maroon seats. Oh, empty, empty. empty. Again, yeah. I think the only section that was filled was the away section. Yeah. In fact, did yeah. they even have to block it? I, I didn't notice. Did they have to have the guards lining the <laughs> section? Because there's, there would have been no need for that, right? Because surely the Liverpool fans probably outnumbered any of the Villa fans there. True. I think if you're in the front row and you suspect in the going into the game that somebody's going to be leaping near you, I think you have to be mentally prepared to pat someone on the back a lot. Well, maybe and not low. You want to. I think that you've seen enough football leaps to know that you don't want to get your. You don't want to. Don't want to go. You don't want to be the guy. Yeah, that's, that's patting on the the upper hamstring or, mm-hmm. or or down too far in the lower back. I think you want to get a healthy Shoulder. back pat and a, and a solid like a we support you while you're up here, and then we're gonna let you down. A there leap hug to go back. Ish. Yeah, yeah. You want to get them up there and show your support, and then let's get you back out. In no way ever am I thinking, I would love to lay affectionate smooches all over <laughs> this large. Now wait a minute, hold on a second. Let's put this in context. Danny Welbeck scores the winning goal, and you're in the front row, and he's running yeah, towards you. I might have made out with him. <laughs> I might have. I might have made out with him. Now, granted, that's a much bigger goal than Origi's, but oh hey, and you know what? Love was in the air that day. It was Valentine's Day, after mm-hmm. all. Yeah. If you want to... Listen, teams wearing red on Valentine's Day. I'd love to know the stat on that, because it, ha- mm. it has to be good. Mm. Uh, it has to be good. It's it's a good segue at this point. Enough nonsense into... <laughs> Let's talk about the matches. The match. wait, 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 wait. There's one thing I need to, to do first. All right. The moment of education. Okay. Yes. This, the name of the song, Dave, is You'll Never Walk Alone. And every Liverpool fan knows it. Except so, a couple of off-seasons ago, uh, I went up to New York City to watch uh, one of the preseason matches during their U.S. tour. People didn't know it. <laughs> they didn't, they didn't I mean, know it. I wouldn't have only... known it. I couldn't even come up with the name of it. I, I knew it, but on the spot... Sure, sure. Early, no, no, that's okay. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. A little slack is cut. But I will say the only <laughs> it's really funny. The only thing the Liverpool fans knew to do was say, Liverpool, Liverpool. It's like, okay, well, we got the name of the team down. That's great. All right, so, to the matches. So embarrassing. <laughs> to the matches. Oh we'll get there. We'll yeah, get there. It, it, we're, we're a work in progress. America, work in progress. Um, all right. Let's begin at the top of the table. This was a wonderful week of football, and there was no better match, I think, than Arsenal 2, Leicester 1. So, I'm going to paint 
Sunday morning for you. I uh, was at my parents' house this weekend. It was my father's birthday on Saturday, so I was I was in Georgia. Drove down there with myself, wife and kids, back in Virginia, and um, I uh, obviously, typically, every day, most of us with children have children waking us up if mm -hmm. alarm clocks aren't already earlier. Yes. I woke up by myself, did not set any alarm, like around 7.15, I'm like, oh, whew, yes, I have 45 more minutes to sleep. Because typically, most of the time, games on the Sunday morning start at 8 a.m. Eastern. So I thought, that's fantastic. So I wake back up at 8.05 in a panic, right, because I think I'd missed five minutes of the game. Mm, no. I fly out of bed, run around the corner, turn the tube on, and realize I'm in the 48th minute. It was the and we're down one nothing. <laughs> it was the weirdest, dumb panic ever. Like, oh, what man. have I done? What have I missed? I've been waiting for this match for probably like the last two or three weeks. What have I done? So now I'm scrambling. I'm scrambling on Twitter and I'm scrambling in the stats to try to figure out how they scored, what happened, try to get a feel of the game. So as I'm doing that. I don't even notice Danny Simpson get the first yellow. Mm -hmm. yep. um, and we'll get to the, the Vardy penalty message. So, see, Danny, I, I miss Danny Simpson get the first yellow. So then, by the final time, I finally I dial in, because it's, it's about six or seven minutes game time now. The 54th minute rolls around, and I'm now I'm, I'm kind of into it. I'm really paying attention. And I see Simpson tug on his... Uh, on Drew's wrist, and Drew falls down. Obviously, he didn't get pulled down. But anytime, almost any time, I've ever seen anyone get pulled from behind, in sort of a "I'm behind you, I just want to slow you down, I'm going to take the foul." Almost every time, it's a yellow. Yes. It's like if if you grab a, a jersey or a, or a body part, you're going to get a yellow card. Yes. So it didn't surprise me, but I didn't see the first one. So all of a sudden, I'm like, "Holy crap, he he's gone!" Like, and I picked up from the announcers, like. He's out of here. And obviously from then on, the game was 100% different. Um, Arsenal just had wave of attack, and they just definitely grew into it. They had a better feel. I think Wenger made excellent subs with Walcott coming on. Well, they both scored, right? Both mm -hmm. subs scored. Again, you almost can't speak more to the manager making a better decision. Um, I, I knew Walcott would get in. I was surprised Walcott didn't start. Um I thought maybe that they would, uh, when they played the first time, when they when they won at Leicester, five to two, they uh, Walcott started, Giroud did not, and uh, they exposed they exposed the speed of Huth and Morgan. Um, hmm. But Leicester packed it in, and Arsenal had to continue to attack. And you know, with a one-one draw, I was still nervous, but I felt like this was Arsenal's game to win, especially with the events of the second half. Uh, and the red card. Um, Leicester didn't have any any legitimate chances after the red card to score in the second half. Um, and uh, Welbeck comes on. As an Arsenal fan, you really like this guy. He always seems to give everything he has every time he's on the pitch. He struggled when he's healthy at times. He just Yeah, get, he never scores. To get in the Not match. by never, I mean rarely. Okay. <laughs> Care, careful. Um, anyways, but Welbeck comes in and... And he ends up scoring at the death a goal amazing. that sends Emirates into pandemonium. A kiss-worthy goal. It was. Yeah. It was absolutely a kiss-worthy goal. 
Um, stupid. Much more of a stampede of players into the into I, the fans. I'm not sure I've ever seen that was a lot. A lot, like the whole team, like yeah. ran into the stands. Um, and I thought to myself, you know, if if that's NFL, you know, you're getting a 15 yard penalty, like on on sportsmanlike oh, conduct. Oh, that was very excessive. Um, but I'm not even sure the refs could blame him. No. Could anyone blame him? Could no. Lester blame him at that no. point? No. Everyone kind of no. knew that was that was like the last kick of the game. And sure enough, they kicked off and the ref blew the whistle and the game mm-hmm. was over. I'm surprised more of the players and fans didn't become friends after that. <laughs> I'm surprised they kept their shirts on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's very true. A lot of shirts stayed on. Yep. Anyway, so that is a so. What, what did you guys see? Because I could go on and gush about this, and I have I, I filled up an entire page of notes. So I have so many just from forty minutes. Just from forty oh minutes, gosh. an entire page of notes. Okay, so you I are went, an Arsenal fan. Well, listen, and I went back Sunday morning. <laughs> Good I mean, for you. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Monday morning because we you. had a snow day here. I went back Monday morning and I watched the entire first half. And uh, actually, I watched almost the entire game. And then my daughter hit the button on the keyboard and nuked like, like 85th minute right like well back had just come in and I, i'm watching to watch the last 10 minutes of the game and at that point it wasn't worth queuing back up and fast forwarding but whatever i mean i think so i anyways, watched that goal i have many things to over say and over yeah scott we differ a little bit on some things tell me tell me what uh, you know i was uh i was antagonizing you a little bit while i was watching this match i'm not gonna lie uh i don't believe half the things that i said to you Okay. About about the uh, pro Lester <laughs> approach I took to it, okay. um, but I do have a few observations. Uh, Giroux, uh, you know, as a as a someone who you know is a neutral watching this match, probably thought he was one. I was pro pro Lester, but Olivier Giroux is he's an amazing player. He was really good, really good, and he deserved more from this match. Uh, and anyone who has him in fantasy uh, soccer is going to be happy. Most weeks, maybe not as happy as you feel like you could have been this week, but that's okay. He is a world class player. I feel like he is a much different player than he was last year. He does last year. I feel like he was only contributing when he was scoring. I feel like he contributes so much more now, and he's actually scoring less. Is excellent, that fair? excellent point. There were two key chances in this match where he created them by heading it two other players that were in the box. Yeah. So he wasn't looking to score when maybe in the past he would have tried to go for goal every chance he had, but instead he was giving his teammates other opportunities He did as well. that last week at Burnmouth to Ozil. He did the, the, yes. the walkout goal. It was, almost, it was very similar. It That's very right. very similar. So there's a lot of value there. It, it just enhances his value uh, for fantasy soccer. But he is, he is a world-class player. Uh, I don't, you know, I didn't love the theatrics of how he went down to draw the second yellow. You were absolutely right, Danny Simpson. You can't, you can't argue with the yellow being given there. No. Um, but it wasn't even just how he went down, but it was also the whining that he did when he got up. I was just like, come on, double yellow. Give, give one to Giroud here, too. Um, simulation or something. It, it was whiny. I'll it was. Give you that. I it have was. a friend who's a, an anti-Arsenal fan, and he was, he was texting, complaining about how whiny Arsenal was being, but he was just hating. Anti-Arsenal fan. He is. Um, I he think- scores... He does on an offside, but even that—that that header was was great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good call. Could have had way Again, more. Could have had half. way more from him. Same with uh, Okazaki's. His was a little closer. Yeah, a score, but man, Giroud was good. He we was. need to talk about the uh, penalty kick for Leicester because this one was taken by Jamie Vardy. Yeah, 
Mares had been the primary PK yeah, but, taker, but he's had a couple of bad ones. He did. And Vardy... He hasn't, he hasn't kicked since he missed those two. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. Does that change anything about wanting to own Riyad Mahrez? It's... Go ahead, Brian. I, I like him, and when he's... He is... When he made Nacho Monreal fall down, basically, I mean, that was as close to, like, that's that's the most ankle-breaking. I was going to say, that's like, like breaking absolute, ankles and Absolute ankle-breaking moves, and he does it every game, it seems like. And well, it crushed them for him to have to leave. That was the worst thing of, well, of, for, for them, for Danny Simpson being sent off, other, I mean, other than obvious, of one less guy. I thought Ranieri made. I thought Lester in the second half made some really bad decisions. Not only fouls. Oh, that was terrible. The Danny, the, the two Danny Simpson fouls. The last, uh, I'm not screw his name, but Wazalewski. Wazalewski. A spectacular foul. I mean, a forearm <laughs> shiver oh. that would make most MMA guys really impressed. If it you're gonna of- foul, that was <laughs> textbook. Perfect. <laughs> Montreal's lucky he had a face left. I that. loved that foul. <laughs> Even Montreal though it was had bad. a rough, rough oh. match. He had a rough match. Peter Crouch's little brother, Nacho Montreal. <laughs> it's, it's super <laughs> true. It's, so it's true. absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyways, but then Ranieri subs, so he takes Mares off, who is such a danger <clears throat> every time he gets it. And he has this ability, like Santi Cazorla has, where. When he gets the ball, when he gets possession of it, he can he can maintain possession with three people around him, and no one can get the ball, and then is able to buy enough time so someone's open and then find that person, and he has that type of a quality, and not, and not many people do. So so when they lost, when he when he got subbed off, Lester lost the ability even when they got the ball back to hold on to it to advance at all down the field. And that really hurt them. I mean, I just don't understand pulling Mares off. Conventional in, in wisdom game. says that that position is is tech, you know usually what you see pulled whenever there's a situation where a club goes a man down. But you're right. I think in Lester's case, you make an exception based on who that person is. Oh, he is so good. It just doesn't make sense. And for, then, his, uh, I mean, for for ownership purposes, I mean, it's he's. The, as owned as there is a player, he's forty for ESPN purposes is forty two and a half percent ownership. I, I mean, mean he's still top five scorer overall in the league. I I know that, but again, it's not just about what you've done; it's about what you're going to do. And Lester has a pretty cupcake schedule for the rest of the season. However, if Vardy's going to get the PK opportunities, mm-hmm. if Mares is you know going to be subbed off like he was in any future 10v11 situations, yeah, maybe. I mean, there, again, we yeah, talked but, a lot about how the midfield is a very crowded position in fantasy soccer. You, the, Do we look elsewhere at this The point? guy that you have, I mean, unless you're going to buy way down, which you could save a fortune going to somebody lower than him, because Alexis Sanchez is is almost a full dollar less than he is. In ESPN, in ESPN, in ESPN money values, Ozil is the only. The Ozil and Mares are basically the same. So Ozil, being one of the best possible people that there is on earth right now, 
But Mares brings the fantasy points. So yeah, I don't own Mares. It's a it's a hard but one. Scott, I would say, I think Ranieri possibly realized what happens when he pulls Mares off the field in a ten v eleven. And you think so, maybe his value remains because they're never. I don't. Do that I don't I'm not sure if he, if they get in that position, Mares gets pulled off again. He shouldn't. Um, so on the contrary, <laughs> I think maybe maybe he he should stay on. Maybe um, the lack of Mares's presence at the end showed his value, and you keep with him. Mares's goal, yeah, that's a good point. Mares's points the last five games zero when he he sat a game seven seven twelve, and then he had one in this game. He got subbed off in the fifty eighth minute. For those who captained Mares <laughs> this week, you only got one point because if he had stayed on for the, two more minutes, the sixty minute mark. <laughs> You get, you get the, four more the, points the, if well, you captain two, two him. More, two more points, mm-hmm. um, double for captain. But obviously, yes, double. Good call for captain. So, yeah, uh, Vardy continues to be good. The last five games: two, seven, eleven, three, and seven again. The way he took <laughs> that PK, I mean, it's probably like everything else he does in his life. I mean, it was rash. Angry. It was yeah. rash and like laced it almost with the outside of his. Did he start running towards someone too after he finished the goal? It looked like he was maybe. I thought he was running to his coach. Was, he was right? it? Well, I don't know. Maybe then just an Arsenal player was in the way. But I might, you know, Giroud was very deliberate about walking right, right up in into Kane's or not Kane uh, Vardy's face yeah. before the the kick was taken. And I wasn't sure when he scored it. He turned around and started running and it. Looked like he was maybe running at an Arsenal player, but then his team got in the middle and, and celebrated. I do have a very important question, though, for you looking forward. We've got, I think, 13 matches left in this season. 12, 12 matches, matches left, left in this season. Yeah. I, I knew that. So here's a very important question. There's still, I mean, that's a lot of time. A lot of points to be scored in fantasy soccer. Danny Welbeck. Is he a striker worth buying for the last 12 matches of the season? I would wait, possibly. I mean, his cost is probably low. I, I actually, I, I should know, did not look it up, but I would wait. It, it, I didn't think it was worth kind of tracking down yet. Oh, <clears throat> Walcott and Giroux continue to play well. Um, they're not going to lose. One of those two will be starting a striker, and then the, you have wingers with um, – with Sanchez and Chamberlain and Campbell. Campbell didn't even play this game, and Campbell, had, every time he's been playing, has been playing really well. So I would not, I mean, if you want a bench spot to put someone whose value could go up, I could see that. Um, but I'm, I'm not moving on, on Welbeck yet. It, it was a good sign. He's probably, the fact that he is back after 10 months, you sit out 10 months, you better be healthy when you, when you come back. <laughs> Um, so <clears throat> I, I think he, he'll be healthy. I mean, I think uh, going forward, I think he'll be fine. I just don't know how much playing time he's going to get. Arsenal does have a lot of games. Arsenal's next game in two weeks, Premier League game, is at United. Um, before that, the, the Wednesday before that, they play Barcelona at home. I think that Wenger will probably play his first team all at the Barcelona game. There's a big part of me that almost wishes he played the under-21s against them because <laughs> i do not sure that there's a chance they could beat them, so you might as well save your first team for United come Sunday. Um, but I think the guys are going to want to play against them because I think they're going to want to, you know, as a competitor and a professional, you want to play. And so, uh, anyways, I, 
for me, you're, you're think, waiting. Ozil, you're not buying. I'm waiting yet, a while back. Ozil, uh, Sanchez is is you know Sanchez's value dropped a little bit. Mm-hmm. Last five games, zero one four four three. Uh, I think Drew's a good start, and Check continues um, mm. to have good call value. Although at this point with Check, it's so expensive because his cost yeah. continues to go up. If you haven't bought him earlier, it's pr- I mean, I don't know. And their schedule upcoming is fairly tough. Sanchez missed a lot of chances. He had a lot of he had a lot of yeah. good chances yeah. and a lot of chances that it seemed like it was a the comment of the entire match was it's almost like he just it just there was no rhythm at the beginning and it just kept missing and missing and had just decent shots and mm. it just did not happen for him. Yeah. I don't know how you bail on him if you have him. All right. The other match between top four clubs this past week. Tottenham 2, Manchester City 1. Now, we uh, we had said, we'd given you the advice uh, going into this last weekend that because these top four clubs were playing, that the scoring might be a little little different this week. Typically, with top lower. clubs playing each other specifically, that it might be lower. And uh, that was certainly the case in our league. Uh, scoring was down because a lot of these top guys from the top four clubs um, were kept in check by the top four defenses they played against. But for Tottenham, you had two typical goal scorers, yep. Kane on a penalty kick and uh, Christian Eriksen, who I've been saying doesn't score a lot of goals in the run of play. Typically you see Deli Ali doing that, but Eriksen did put one in the net um, uh, after a nice pass from Eric Lamella. Um, uh, e. Hanacho scores the goal for Manchester City. That one probably wasn't... Uh, foreseen by too many people uh and so you know Sergio Aguero and others kept in check but a big win for Spurs and uh some good points for Spurs owners I am other than Aguero again just fantasy wise going forward there's no other city player that I want right now um and and Aguero didn't look that great in this game now granted Tottenham has been one of the best defensive teams in the league all year um but City Lost to Leicester, lost to Tottenham in back-to-back weeks. Um, I, I'm not sure. I don't know. It, I'm just was really surprised. Really, and we really we talk surprised. a lot about value because that's mm-hmm. obviously an important aspect in fantasy soccer. And uh, and the city players that we're not buying on because they're not scoring points also have inflated values. Mm-hmm. That's just a terrible. I mean, ask yeah. ask any financial analyst, and they'll tell you that's a terrible combination. Yeah. Company continues to be expensive. He's back again He's for back. this one. Yep. Hopefully oh, so. he stays out there. Wait, what's his, what's his name? Vincent. Vin- Vincent. Uh, Co- company. Yes. All right. Um, Vincent, uh, company, He's. <laughs> I, you have to guess that he's, you know, the more that he gets back into, into shape, that they'll be better and better for City. Sky, you even had to feel bad for Raheem Sterling. Even, that was even a, you, uh, as somebody who is a yeah. die-hard, Raheem Sterling can die kind of guy. I mean, I've never said those words publicly, but yes, okay. The lesson learned, though, for everyone, do not let the ball hit your armpit. You cannot. It, I mean, it, this was, it, it was a bad a call. It was a bad call. But here's the other thing. You're throwing your chicken wing out... Your arm out away from your body, even though your back's to it. I mean, he didn't it, help himself with the in, arm. In up. slow motion, the commentators like, oh, maybe it hit his arm. 
you know, the referee doesn't have the option of that. Excuse me. They, obviously, they're looking at it. I mean, it's away from his body. I don't know. And he's in that tightest possible little corner. Of the box. <laughs> Could so not be further into that top, top corner of the yeah. box it was as tough. it happens. It was just a, a call, hard it's call. A, it's true. I mean, I I don't have any sympathy, but I can uh, I can understand for those who do. I have a friend who's a Manchester City fan, and he was not particularly pleased with, with that not. call. Harry Kane, fifth goal in his last five. You have to keep Harry Kane. Yes, he's in form right now. You've oh, got to keep Harry he's Kane. Good. He's it, taking the PKs. He's yep. scoring goals in the run of play. He's he's a must must play right now. Yeah, Della Ali. It doesn't matter what he did or didn't do. You keep him no matter what. And Christian Eriksen worth yep. every dime. Absolutely. Of his seven dollars and eighty cents, seventh in scoring. Okay. For midfielders. Erickson 7.8, David Silva 7.8. Which one do you want? Oh, yeah, seriously. I mean, it's not even question. I was so. surprised that Silva came yeah, back Silva to played. played. Yeah, absolutely. All that, the reports said he was going to be out longer. Yeah. Obviously, I gave some bad intel because I was like, oh, Silva's going to be out next week, next few weeks. <laughs> my <laughs> sources. My sources. My sources were wrong. Yeah. Crazy. Your source was probably my sources are fired. <laughs> Your sources are probably Pep Guardiola. He's oh he's not gosh. in the locker room yet, so he can't be blamed for this. But yeah, it was a big win. Obviously, there's not a whole lot more to say than that. Um, you know, if you have City players, uh, first of all, good luck with that uh, and those inflated values. But obviously, also this was I, a, a the last thing I'll say about City players. <clears throat> I own Aguero. I'm not going to get rid of him yet. Here's City's upcoming schedule. At Newcastle, at Liverpool, Aston Villa, at Norwich. If anything's going to spark your offense back into scoring, it That's could true. be that. The only thing is just like Pellegrini's, everyone knows he's on his way out. Yaya knows he's on his way out after this season. Probably going to China like everyone else. Um, Not a bad guess. That's that's. Very that, possible. That, but I, and I will say this, I, and my bandwagon thing is that the EPL with this new money next year is going to start changing things with, with their money, with La Liga and Real Madrid. And I just want it to be said right now, I've been saying this, but seeing all these average to, not at, well, average, but then some of these players who are good later in, and then they're finishing their careers and they're getting these contracts in China, why are they going? Money. They're going because they are getting paid. Yeah, money. They're going because they're getting money. Nika Yelichek, West Ham just sold him. He'd been sitting on their bench. And why why is he so willing to go to China? Well, does he want to play? Probably. But he's going because he's getting paid significantly more. I'm just saying, next year, when, when Barcelona, when Manchester City and Pep calls up Messi and says, hey, we can triple your salary, and Barcelona can't, where do you want to play? Just saying. Watch Messi. How are the tax laws in England compared to Spain? That'd be uh, a big I'm thing sure for Messi, I'm too. I'm sure they're more. But you can make so <laughs> much more with this new money coming in, it's not going to matter. Yeah, that's true. All right. Let's talk a little bit more about this. Just briefly, Aston Villa, nil, Liverpool, six. The one thing that maybe... Six? six. Goal what fest. in the world? Six. I know. I mean, as James Milner said, we all knew this was coming, and and you, you could <laughs> mm-hmm. like you just knew it would, kind of like it, you knew it was going to come for Chelsea too, and it did, which we'll get to in a second. But um, it finally arrived. Uh, Aston Villa, 
you know, one of the fun things to do, as a, for at least for me as a, as a Premier League fan, is to try to figure out as the season is happening, especially at, towards the end of the season, what's the goal? What's the match that a relegated club gives up that is mm. the thing that officially sends them into relegation? Now, I don't know if this is going to end up being that. I mean, we've all been seeing Aston Villa going towards the championship for a long time now. <clears throat> but this felt like the final nail for Aston Villa. As soon as James Milner's, <coughs> James Milner's free kick goes into the net, all of Aston Villa quits. That's exactly oh. what happened. That's exactly how it went down. Now, the only thing that was disappointing was, you know, all six goals were scored by different players, so they spread the wealth. Uh, so if you were hoping for, like, a hat trick or something, which you might right. normally see, you didn't get that. But, Dave, I'm going to ask you the same question uh, that I asked you before, only this time I'm going to ask you about Daniel Sturridge. Are you buying on Daniel Sturridge? Not yet, but as I'm watching this game, I didn't realize he was starting. And I saw him playing. I thought many Liverpool fans might be thinking and singing the song, you know, my boyfriend's back and you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> my Sturridge is back and you're going to be in trouble. I thought about singing it and thought better of it. But um, Daniel Sturridge, I mean, the, the mantra is when he shows up, he scores, right? Like, if he's healthy... He granted he's 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 about to break up ankle probably every time he steps on the on the pitch, but he scores. Uh, Coutinho scored. I saw the Liverpool lineup starting. I mean, Coutinho didn't score. Coutinho played. Yes. I saw the Liverpool lineup starting this game, and I realized, wow, like that's a pretty good lineup. Henderson was in. Milner was in. Sean was probably where in his one of his best spots right in front of the defense. Um, with Coutinho and Firmino on the wings and Sturridge up front, I'm like, that's a really formidable team. Now, they're weak at center back, right? Mm -hmm. Their center backs have been really brutalized with injuries. Um, but with Moreno and Klein playing on the wings uh, as fullbacks, I thought, this is a Liverpool team going on the way out that could, um, that could really win some games, especially if Sturridge is healthy. And sure enough, mm -hmm. they dropped six on Aston Villa. That was my question. That was exactly what I was going to say as a takeaway. Yeah. Is it the Villa's terrible or is, well, it, is it Liverpool? There's a little healthy bit, Liverpool. It's a little bit of both. Daniel, you see what happens. You see what the squad's been missing while Sturridge has been out. It's been that world-class striker up front. Once you have that, that, that natural striker up front who's able uh, to do what Daniel Sturridge did, it just allowed everyone else to play in their in their normal positions, it allowed them to flourish in those positions, and the whole squad put together a great, a great performance. I think that you wait on Daniel Sturridge as well. He's but, expensive. Well, okay, now it's going to be my next point. He's eight point three, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not like he has a really low starting point. I mean, up till this past week, Rooney, who had been playing all season, was an eight point four, I mm -hmm. think, and he gained, he gained, even though he didn't score this week, um, and moved up, but. But I will say this, there's only 12 matches left. So value at some point is going to cease. And we, we've talked a lot about it even just this morning. But you know, it, it will at some point cease to be a major issue because you're, you're trying to win mm -hmm. your league at the end of the year. You're going to go all in at the end if you've got the transfers to do it. Right. And so maybe, maybe with Sturridge, if he's going to keep scoring, the value will go up. But yeah. more importantly, he's going to give you valuable points yeah. that – that you're not always going to get. And if you're in a, an auction league like the ESPN League is, you, know, you need guys. If you're lower in the table, you need guys who other 
fellow fantasy competitors will not have so you can gain ground. Daniel Sturridge could be one of those guys, potentially. Upcoming yeah. schedule for Liverpool, Everton, Manchester City, at Palace, Chelsea. Yeah, um, it's it's a, it's a bit it's of a more difficult easy, stretch. You know? No, I mean, but it's it's not a it's not a horrible stretch, but it's not an easy stretch. But with Sturge in the lineup, you have a better Liverpool team, as you as you mentioned, and so all of those games, even the City one, is winnable. Liverpool tends to play well against Manchester City, so it's it's certainly possible. Well, yeah, we we reference that stat when they played last, and I think I don't remember exactly, but I'll be close. That last like twenty four times, City's only won like three times. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a that's a very good point. I just wish that uh, Jurgen Klopp would get back to 100 percent health because it would have been amazing to see him him celebrate celebrate yeah. all these goals. He would what what would Klopp would he have been making out and or kissing? My somebody? money would have been on him doing the kissing. He would have at least ended up with broken what would have broken glasses if again. he and Origi <laughs> would have met after the goal. No. Let's just hope Colatori would have gotten there fast. That's uh, all I can call. say. Firmino, we need to talk about him. I don't know how he's well, not, you, at this point, a must-start. Yeah, I think so. He's still cheap. He's, I mean, he's only up three dimes. He's only up to 7.2 for this segment. Up to 7.2. Obviously, last week you could have gotten for under 7. If if you had Coutinho, for for whatever reason, I don't know why anyone would have, kudos if you did yeah, at, no at 7.7 I mean you got a you had a great great output from him but but I don't know how you don't Firmino I don't know I don't know how you don't I he I don't but, but I don't know how you don't <laughs> <laughs> it's so true I don't own him either and I look at my own I players. owned him to, at the very beginning of the year when it absolutely did not matter could yeah. not have mattered less at that point sure. and now when it matters the most there he is on, I mean uh, on even if you just even if, like so he had seven points this match 12 the last week and you know we had we well broke, you broke his, your streak his on off on yeah. off. This is sort of a mid-level thing. I mean, as a midfield, well, yeah, you got an assist. So um, it did break it a little bit. It kind of broke it up. But he's worth it even for his on weeks. I mean, even if you play the on-off, on-off, just leave him in the lineup because here recently his scores have been amazing. And, Scott, to your point a few minutes ago, if you're looking for someone who other people might not have, Firmino might not be on a lot of fantasy players' radar or other people in your league, and if you're going to gain points on them, that's somewhere. I mean, my brother in in our league, he has been gaining on us, and if you look, you could probably look at the reason why he has a lead is because none of us have Firmino, and he has, and on his on weeks, he's been that good. And you always look a little bit to the past. How have they been playing uh, and in what form they're in, and then... Are they trending upward? I use that phrase probably too much, but that's a big deal. And Liverpool is a team that is on the rise. It is. Uh, at the right time here at the end of the season. Especially if Sturridge plays. Especially, that's right. it does make a massive difference. It's like the confidence <clears throat> of all the players is, is so much more. He also draws so much attention. The center backs can't leave the center of the field when, when, when he's there. Yeah, I just can't help but fixate on Daniel Sturridge when he's out there to I'm see, sure. is he limping? Wait, is that a limp? Wait, he he's on the ground. Wait, is he is he getting up? Oh, Just okay, good. The most who's more fragile, him or Wilshire, is what. Oh, Sturge, but only because of the profile. <sighs> Sunderland two, Manchester United one. Goal scorers for Sunderland: Kasri, Kasri, and 
David De Gea, who now let's be fair, That's we're gonna not s- fair to him. <laughs> no. Listen, I, I'm not. I mean, De Gea is a great goalie. He might be one of the best goalkeepers in the world. That that goal, that is uh, the, the dubious committee who decides the goals or whatnot in English uh, for the FA. It was Kone's goal. It was Kone's yeah. goal. How are you gonna steal that from him? And it was Kazri's assist. Kazri, we're yeah. gonna talk about. I'm gonna go on. Uh, well, maybe I'll just go on it now. I wanted to say this. Sunderland did not look Sunderland. Did they look like a 19th place team? In no, the they league? looked awesome. They looked unbelievable. And mm-hmm. I'm like, where has this team been? And I started to notice, yeah, that you know what? They spent the money <laughs> yeah, in they, the January yeah, transfer that's right. Kasri's one of the players. Kasri was the best player on the field. That, um, was that Saturday a, morning? That's the first game Saturday morning. Him and Van Onholt. Was so good, awesome. too. Van, and I... His his price actually dropped point zero two. Now, uh, granted, he didn't score a goal, so maybe they're disappointed with that. But anyone watching that game, it, he had shots on goal. He had assists into the. He had uh, crosses and very nice passes into the middle. Um, Kazri scored on a free kick that was caused by a, a foul Van, against yeah, Van Onholt. Yeah. So Kazri is all right. So so Kazri. Before or uh, is five point four. Okay, he's played three games. Mm-hmm. Half of his first game, he got one point. Last two games, six and nine. At five point four, you're not going to find a better value for a midfielder going forward. He was absolutely the best player on the field, in my opinion. I just want to. I just want to go on the record and say that before our show last week. We did our sound check, and what name did I say during the sound check? I wasn't. Origi. No, Lalana. It, it was Kazri. That was my that was my claim stake in the ground, saying Kazri. Okay, so I'm obviously reaching a little bit, but uh, did you say something about it? Not during the show. I literally just said his name during the sound check, but I remembered that because he did so well, and so I just wanted to try to pretend like I was. Say of all the names, you said you said Mignole. I meant Mignole. No, we don't. We don't call him that anymore. Flappy Bird. Flappy Bird. Flappy Bird. Bird. That's right. Uh, But uh, I, I, I would like to be able to say without sounding like uh, I'm going to be creating revisionists. A little bit, dude. I saw this one coming. Okay. I saw this one coming. Now, unfortunately, I didn't take my own advice. I don't own Kazri at the moment. Uh, but he is definitely, I, I fully agree, someone worth having. Someone else worth having at this point, too, is Anthony Martial. Yeah. Uh, he put in uh, Manchester United's only goal. And now that Wayne Rooney is out for a couple of months with some ligament damage, uh, Martial is only going to feature even more. And so uh, I think if you have him, you keep him. If you don't have him... He's an interesting. Who, who else attacks? Who else attacks for them? Marshall looks really good. He, my issue is this: though, when they brought in Depay in the second half, they put Depay in the left wing where Marshall was and moved Marshall to the right. And when Marshall moved to the other side, he has all had nothing in the second half, which was very, pretty kind of interesting to me. Uh, my sources yeah. are absolutely fired because I had no idea Rooney was out. So I'm telling you what, yeah. sources. <laughs> Sources. It was just announced yesterday. Yeah. Need new sources. Just announced yesterday. He did not make the bus for the Europa League trip, and that was when the press was first alerted to it, and it was announced after that. Two months on the high side, six weeks was the lowest that I saw. Sorry, Wayne Rooney. That's why he wasn't included in the Euro 2016 photo shoot. Photo shoot. I don't know. 
Maybe. I think it was because he was over 24. Like, mm. everyone in that photo shoot was under 24. Oh. Or at least it seemed that way. Yeah. Jermaine Defoe should have scored. He should have. He's another one of those guys where yeah. if you have him, you're going to be one of the few, but he's going to pay off. He's going to yeah. score points for you. We talk about him every week, but we can't help it. He yeah. should have scored immediately after Kosri's goal early on. Van Onholt gets him another good chance yeah. later in the game. Yeah. He legitimately had he had two legitimate shots. This time last year, Leicester, I think, was last on the table. And they made it out of the relegation zone. I feel like Sunderland. They is do it that every team. year. They do it every year. I feel like Big Sam's going to get them. The, yeah. Listen, the way they looked, I think they're going to be getting out. And they have. It's funny. They have fantasy players that are worth playing. Mm-hmm. At least three, possibly. Kazri, uh, Patrick Van Anholt, yep. and Defoe, which yep. is very, very interesting. In fact, I feel like they have more players worth playing than, than, than United does, which kind of says a lot. Does uh, Lingard do anything for you? I'm not selling. I think he, his value still went up if you had him. 0.03 cents. Um, but uh, his, Lingard's last five games, 4, 3, 10, 8, and 3. So he, he didn't have anything this past weekend. But And we'll have to see what Rooney's absence does for some of these guys. Will it help Martial? Will it help Lingard? Or will it hurt them? Yeah. You, know, you mentioned you know Martial was was moved around a little bit and that hurt him. Where these guys will end up playing mm-hmm. in his absence will make a big big difference. Home Arsenal, then home Watford for Manchester United. A the of next tough two, not not the easiest. Yeah. Every time I see Manchester United, all I can think is, man, I hate those Chevy commercials. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you think the, they're the, worse commercials on television? They're just not good. No, they're they're for they they treats people like they're stupid. <laughs> Well, some people are. Excellent fantasy analysis. <laughs> Stupid Chevy commercials. Chelsea, five. Newcastle, one. Just like Liverpool, six. We had to have seen this Chelsea five coming. Oh, Days. Well, goals everywhere. Goals were, were everywhere. You just you, you blinked. And you're, you're, if you were paying attention, you're like you just kind of... Be, I feel like this is the Chelsea. I told someone this past week when they were going to, to play PSG in the Champions League, Chelsea's just like this sleeping giant that is way better than they performed all year. I feel like this game was kind of saw some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Without Hazard. Hazard, there was five goals. Hazard still has not scored. He came close Blew again. it. He came close again. He hasn't scored. We have 12 <laughs> games left in the year, and Hazard... Player of the Year last year in the yeah. Premier League. If, if we go back and do a preview show for this season, he's going to be on the list of must-have starting 11 fantasy players. And he hasn't scored a single goal. Is he the biggest bust in yes. fantasy football history? Mm. I mean, to go from Player of the Year to, to Maybe. not have scored Maybe. with 12 games left? You make a compelling case. <laughs> That's certainly I possible. I don't know how... You could argue that. No, no, it's it's bad. But I will say on the on the positive side, there was a great connection in this match with Costa and Willian between those yeah. two. Yep. Both yep. of them scored. Both of them assisted the other's goal. Yeah. I mean that was that was impressive to see. And then the one high profile signing that Chelsea had going into the season, Pedro, he put two into the net as well. Yeah. The beneficiary of some terrible, terrible giveaways from Newcastle. Uh 
I don't yeah, know this you was can not... do. You can't really do anything with it. Jack Colback tried to Jack Colback tried to pull down Ginger? Pedro. Oh yeah, he grabbed him by the arm there. He had a he had a good case for a penalty uh, penalty kick there towards the him. only Chelsea player that 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 I would consider playing. And, and in fact, most people he's probably a must play at this point going forward. Chelsea, and it took a deflection, a crappy crap goal deflection. Uh, against PSG and Champions League, but that's the first loss since Hitting has been there. So I think their last 13 games, that's their only loss, and it took a crap deflection at PSG in the Champions League for Chelsea to lose. Costa, 10 points, his last five games, oh, 10 geez. points, 7, 2, 7, 10. Even before that, it, other than a, other than sure. a did not play against Manchester United, he's got 10 Ten and two prior to that, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, well, it makes He's sense. Put, well, I don't have him in my lineup, but let me ask you right now: Would you rather have him in your lineup or Kun Aguero? Right now? Oh, jeez. I mean, I have. I have to make that decision. This I, week. I have my own personal rules I about this Costa. sort of thing. Well, that's why I, I was going to ask. Costa and I hate Chelsea, but if I'm trying to win, yeah. If I'm trying to win, yeah, you put him in. Well, that was my question: Is what would Satan have to offer you? <laughs> To consider putting him in your fantasy team. A nice boat? Would you do it for a boat? A yacht. I think a The consequence-free death of a hated enemy? Oh, my gosh. Would you do it for that? I don't know. I, he, he's expensive, but not terrible expensive. He's putting up points. I'm taking 10 points a week. I'm taking 10 points from it's my striker. I don't want him, though. I, I mean, I have rules about that sort of thing. But, yeah, I mean... You have to, you know, he three he's, goals he's and great. two assists for him through December. Yeah, he has ten and five, ten, ten goals and five assists for if the season. Anyone that's was good. getting Ridiculous. held down by Mourinho, oh, it was Costa. I mean, that, and that's remember obvious. when he threw the threw oh, the the soldier, yeah, he threw the penny at him. That, now, maybe Don't you that's throw a penny at me. That's a turning point. It was a turning point. Chelsea's next four games at Southampton. Hmm. Mr. Fraser Forrester might have something to say about that. At Norwich, Stoke City, at Liverpool. Um, so, uh, Chelsea players in Costa. Costa is definitely worth a starting a starting spot. William had twelve points this past game. His mm-hmm. last five, three, four, four, three, and then obviously twelve. Um, I think Costa for me is the only person I'm playing. I'm holding on Pedro. He had a good game. I'm not going mm-hmm. to do that yet. Winaldum. Who was the only Newcastle player, in my opinion, that was worth anything? In his last four, has been three, three, four, and one. I'm definitely not having. He's back him into his threes in my lineup. Oh, jeez, Fabregas. You doing anything with him? No. No, I'm not. Not yet. I'm really not yet. He might give you an and assist here. He got there. an assist. Had, should have had another one on Hazard's blown attempt. Yeah. Williams' ownership is at eighteen percent. Why? Well, be, he's. I mean, he's I, a better, I know. I get it. Player. I get it. He has been fantasy. Been That's true. And he went through that stretch where he was putting every free kick into the back. Yeah. Of the but that was early. That was early. All right. Norwich two, West Ham two. This match. I mean, talk about from a fantasy perspective, a waste of goals. Mm. Here are your four goal scorers. Yeah. Robbie Brady and Wes Houlihan for Norwich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mark Noble. And Dimitri Payet for West Ham. Now yeah, Payet owners oh, finally, finally got that goal they were looking for and the points from it. That that would be me. 
But he also had an assist. He also yeah. had an assist. Yeah. I will say there's. I like to look at these bottom clubs. As everyone probably knows at this point, I have a rule against owning anyone from Arsenal, Chelsea, and either of the Manchester clubs. I don't, just don't do it. I sort of agree with the that. traditional <laughs> top four. Uh, so I like to look at other clubs to see if, are there guys like like where are the diamonds in the rough in these clubs? And Robbie Brady is a guy that always stands out on Norwich's. Uh, um, club for me whenever I watch him play but he just doesn't put up the fantasy points to warrant owning him but this this was a nice goal mm-hmm. it was a nice goal it, he's an interesting player because for Norwich he's been playing defense but when he played at Hull he he played almost like a he played at Hull two years ago and he played a midfield uh, wing player who was always kind of attacking obviously a, a versatile player so it doesn't surprise me kind of to see that Absolutely. We talked a lot, and we continue to talk a lot about West Ham players. Brian, were you going to talk about that? Uh, Antonio. Just that he's he didn't have a great game. If you bought on him, I had him from the start of this segment. Yeah. We talked about him as an amazing value at $5 yeah. to start the segment. Now he's up $0.80. Cents. He's yeah. up to 58 Yeah. That's your money. Sell him if you got him. If you had him, you like, I will. De- I will definitely do that. I was gonna. I just don't know. Just for the amount of money, and then with exactly like you, with um, Cosry, uh, James Ward Prowse. There's other guys that are in that same that are in that same range that yeah. are easy to plug in and play. That are gonna get. I have to be the same value. I can't argue. Lanzini's coming back. Wonder what that would, how that would affect him. I can't argue the point. I'm going to hold him just because I'm running short on transfers, and obviously, you can't make too many transfers every week. You only have 30, at least uh, in ESPN for um, for the segment. I'm going to hold him, but I am a little concerned. The last two games, with um, his last five games, three, six, ten, three, and three, uh, I'm going to hold. I haven't really lost money on him yet. I've only gained, but. You know, I, I, I agree. It's it's worth it's worth looking at. Ender Valencia is another player who last two games hasn't done much, but has been really good uh, recently. Uh, and so I, you know, I don't know. You know, and obviously Piat has been good, and Piat people who stuck with Piat finally got, like you said, yep. got points out of earning that contract. Yeah, and we you know, we spend a lot of time talking about West Ham, West Ham's midfielders, and and then Ender Valencia up front. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, Mark Noble scored one of the goals. But, you know, it doesn't change what we've said about the West Ham players. They're still worth – the ones you have, they're still worth keeping. Watford gets the win. It's Crystal Palace 1, Watford 2, Troy Deeney. Mm -hmm. The pair of penalties, right? Mm -hmm. Two. I think one penalty. It's a one penalty. One penalty, yeah. One one goal in play. Uh, Deeney and Agallo, 22 of Watford's 29 goals. For the season, oh yeah! If, if someone's scoring, it's it's those two. I it's mean, just hard though because you don't want to own them both. Yeah, that's you know diversification. I think is an important aspect of this too. You know, if you have both of them, you're you're living and dying with their performance each week. Although it's hard to argue with 22 goals over the season. Yeah, but between two guys, that's that's a lot to give up for fantasy. So a lot of people have tradi- you know they've just gone with Igalo, which makes sense. But obviously, Dini was the one who put the goals in this time, yeah. and maybe. Maybe that was to a lot of fantasy owners' chagrin. Gallo looked a little selfish in this one. Yeah, he had a couple. Of, he had a couple of chances where it was probably better to play to someone else. But he future striker for Arsenal? Question mark. 
I did see some rumors. It's very interesting. I, um, I can't say I'd turn that down. I mean, he's he's a he's quite a quite a strong player. And we have to talk about the goal scorer for Crystal Palace. Well, that's all I was going to bring up. I wanted to know your opinion. On no, Mr. I don't buy. No, I there's way too many other strikers. Jack, one out of the there. great in-your-face goals to <laughs> both of you. <laughs> But kicked no. it straight into your face. Absolutely not, owning Adebayor. Uh, it was it was a good goal, but no, not at this point. All right, next match. Oh, sorry, sorry. Scott Dam, we didn't talk about him. Yeah. Scott Dam, because you, because you bought him. Anyone. Sell him so now, true. so he gets points for me again. Yeah, Gosh, that Jeez. can't be more true. Of course, it happens when I buy him. <laughs> All the players that I buy and make transfers on, they instantly are horrible once I get them. I'm always a week late, but. Um, yeah, obviously you're, you're holding. Yeah, hold on him. You're holding Scott Dam mm-hmm. if you have him. Yeah. Absolutely. Bournemouth one, Stoke City three. All right. Unpredictable yeah, Stoke. And this is another guy right away, Imbula. Oh, right the, from the the field. Right away. That's that's exactly who in the Antonio range. Yeah. For pricing. What? 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 Why not? Why not, why not straight to him? They let's, love him. Let's give a little history on Beulah because before before this game, I didn't know who he was. So it, so he came from Porto in the January transfer period. He was only in Porto for seven months, and he came from Marseille before that. So he he had you know top level French play, top level Portuguese play, and now as I mean seriously, within the last seven months, is now in the Premier League with Stoke. Um, owned the field. His price five point five. And um, it was a nice goal. Yes. Yeah. He scored he, a really nice goal. Stokes club record signing. Cost yep. more than FLA, more than Shakiri, more than Anartovich. Stoke is not scared to spend the money. And it seems like whoever's doing some scouting for them, because when those players are healthy, Sh- mm-hmm. Shakiri played again, right? And mm-hmm. every time yep. he plays, he Stoke is dangerous. Um, Anartovich did not. And FLA obviously had the second goal, looked pretty good too. So. Afli actually, it's funny because I bought Thank it at the you. start Thank of the you year. For the correction. I I was trying to be a little passive aggressive jump, about it. Just do it early. All right, just do it early. all right. Clearly, right. Afli. <laughs> who who is that, Brian? A- Company. Af <laughs> Simon Mignolet. <laughs> Flappy Bird. Um, Afli. Yes, I had bought him at the start of the season, thinking he would. You know, I thought I was onto something, knowing he was coming from Barcelona. Uh, <clears throat> put him on my bench, thought he'd be great. He's had a very slow start to this season, but he has come along here uh, as we've moved forward. Maybe to the point where he's a bench player on your fantasy roster, but even then, maybe not. Um, but in Beulah, he, he looked the part, too. He was very physically imposing on the pitch. So even if his technique was a little you know, choppy, a little rough at times, or maybe there were times when it seemed like he wasn't quite aware of the English style of the game on the pitch, as I think it was brought up by the announcers a couple of times. He still has the physical skills. He's going to overcome that with some goals before the end of the season, including, the obviously, he's already put one in, and it's really nice. Again, 5.5. Yeah. You're not going to find probably... There's, Kasri, there is Kasri ton probably. of Stoke value. Yeah. Like they were so down, and we said it last week, they can't get, can't possibly get worse. Yeah. It starts this with you know that result is great for them. Arnautovic doesn't play; he's still cheap. Yeah, but when it was something about when when he wasn't in the lineup, and it, it was announced that he was out because of illness. In my mind, after those like three matches in a row or whatever it was that were just terrible for the whole club and Arnautovic included, for me in my mind it was just like a switch flipped. It was like that's it, done. 
I'm, I'm completely 100% over Marco yeah. Arnautovic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know it's not fair because he was sick. Yeah. But that was just different. Oh, he's not even in the roster? Yeah. Done. Yeah. Over. Gone. I not did, even thinking about I it. I did what I said. I sold Arnautovic last week. I was able, with two moves, sold Glenn Johnson and Arnautovic. Yeah. Uh, got... Charlie Daniels bought Charlie Daniels from from Bournemouth. Another assist. Another assist up to five for the Charlie Daniels trade. Yeah, five. You you talk didn't you talk about him before? I feel like I've heard you say it. Five assists, most for a defender for the year. I got Gilfie Sigurdsson as well, which didn't really do anything, but still uh, a lot of Mm, a lot. I feel like there's great value, and and Beal is one of those guys. A phobie did not score, Mm. but. I'm still. I have still him in my current lineup yep. for his price as my third striker. Yes. Um, he's not. He's not leaving my starting lineup. The other thing with Stoke, just the the schedule. They are home to Villa and Newcastle for their next two. Interesting. Ryan Shawcross, pro, assume back for the for at least for Villa probably before has to help them. You think I mean, good Stoke, and then we've had some bad Stoke. Bad, terrible Stoke. Back to, back to good, good Stoke. Stoke. I think you're back to some good Stoke here in the in the coming weeks. I really, uh, the highlight for me in this match. So no, no, no just weeks. 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 Just regular weeks. The highlight of this match for me was Eddie Howe's goal at the end. I mean, he got that token goal I knew at the that end. Was Richie was good. All right. He was good. He should have had He, he should deserved, have had he deserved two. that goal. And he should have had, an, he had another one just across that he barely missed. Yeah. yeah. All right. We got two more matches to, to talk about. Swansea City nil. Southampton won. All right. There was a point in this match where Gilfie Sigurdsson put one into like the 10th row on the, like the, Sideline. I mean, it was yeah. a terrible shot. Sure. And in my mind, I thought, oh, that's it. That's that's the token. That's the symbolic end to the run of Gilfie Sigurdsson. It could have been. He didn't score. Now, I mean, let's be fair to him. He was playing against the hottest goalkeeper in the world right now in Fraser Forrester, who can't be scored on. He's played six games. Brian, how many clean sheets has he had? All. All Only six games. Only clean sheets. Is it bad that when you said no one's scoring on Fraser Forster, I thought about the Origi kiss again? It's amazing. <laughs> well, let's. All right, so the, the only players worth mentioning in my I opinion. I think about that. Game, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't moved on from that yet. It's Seagerson and Forrester. Uh, I started Forrester. Forrester, his last six games, all sevens, with the exception of Arsenal, where he had 10 saves. Hate that game. He had ten points that game. But uh, Southampton's upcoming schedule: Chelsea, Bournemouth, at Bournemouth, Sunderland, at Stoke. Um, Forster will be tested. But Southampton every single week because of these clean sheets is moving up the table. Yeah, I think they're yeah. sixth now. Sixth. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and you can can directly attribute that to Fraser Forster. Obviously, Shane Long scored the winning goal in this one. Had a a weak. Header, uh, one of his first attempts, but then he made no doubt about it, his next attempt, which actually probably was worse than the one that he <laughs> didn't score on. But anyway, he, he put in the goal, um, and uh, and so there's something to that. Pella and Long played up front uh, alongside each other in this match. It's just hard to predict uh, <clears throat> what Ronald Koeman's going to do with his squad each match. All right, last match of the weekend. 
<laughs> the one I got wrong the most. Sometimes you get things right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get things wrong. Everton Scott. nil, West Brom one. I will say this: if there's fantasy points given for shots off the woodwork, oh my gosh, Barkley and others on Everton, Everton squad would have uh, would have put up some good points. Unfortunately, that's not the case. Everton thirty three shots, six on target. West Brom five shots, one on target. The one that went in, the kind of crap goal that Rondon got. It's like their only chance to score all game. Um, ben Foster had ben six, Foster's six good. saves. I almost said his name because I, I own him. Yeah. Most inexplicable clean sheet. <laughs> Seriously. Ever. Good goal. Unbelievable, but Ben Foster's really a good... I think he's a really good value. What a great... He's a... a not up a ton at five point eight, I think, for the for the segment. Ben Foster's other definitely Foster, worth it. Other than Foster, as a, as for me as a bench starter that you might start every once in a while, mm-hmm. keeper. Um, there's no one else at West Brom that's no. worth talking about. No. Everton players, Barkley and Lukaku. Is there anyone else worth mentioning? I'm you brought up Aaron Lennon. I, he's still someone I would keep an yeah. eye on. No, we that's brought true. him up last week. Yeah, he was he was still very much a part of things this past match as he well. Looked, he looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, again, my thing with Barkley is I own him. You got to leave him in the lineup to get those yeah. big weeks. Yeah. There's a reason why he's second uh, overall. In um, I just thought this was going to be one of those weeks. I really did. It should have been. It should have been. It really should. have I mean, been. Martina, Roberto Martinez, the manager afterwards, said, "You know, if you look at the stat sheet, you're going to be shocked when you look at the score line." After that, it's just one of those where the scoreline does not match up with the stats. No, statute. 76 possession, Everton. <clears throat> Unbelievable. Um, 14 corners. 14 corners to one corner for West Brom. Yeah, that's it's unfair sometimes. It just is, but it's a results-driven league, and unfortunately West Brom got the three points, and you probably didn't get very many points for your fa- uh, Everton players in fantasy soccer either. Mm-hmm. Well, we are about to embark on an FA Cup fifth round weekend. Have a week off? The league has the week off, but our podcast is not. We will be back next week with a a look at the following week where there will be two match days in the next week. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a busy week for us. We're going to have to squeeze in some extra time, make some time for some more banana bread and coffee. Mm. Yes, we do record this rather early in the day. Yeah. But we do it for you, our listener. There may just be one of them at this point. We have no idea. <laughs> three or four. The three or four that's out there. But hopefully we've given you some food for thought, some players that will help you with your uh, roster uh, when the Premier League resumes play. We can guarantee this. We're only going to give you 50% of quality and the other 50% crap. You're just going to have to figure out which part That's that right. Is. But hopefully the crap will be fun to listen to. And we're never going to take our own advice. And we won't... <laughs> talk about kissing anymore. Until next time, have a good one.